together coming to an understanding even if it takes a while she's liberal he's conservative but they're best friends you're known out figure it out in the end now hear me out hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of now hear me out I'm Harriet Bearholtz, and I'm here with my dad. Randy Bearholtz. And we're so excited to be back with you guys uh, podcasting today, and we actually have a really amazing guest for you uh, who's really been on the front lines, in, in a sense, of the- He's a government celebrity. Yes. Um, supervisor Jim Desmond. So he's the San Diego County Supervisor for District 5, and District 5 represents a really diverse group and population that includes cities of Carlsbad, Oceanside, uh, Camp Pendleton on the coast, and then runs all the way to Borrego Springs in the east. Jim previously served as mayor of San Marcos from 2006 to 2014, and two years prior to being mayor, he was a member of the San Marcos City Council. He is a U.S. Navy veteran and has a bachelor's in electrical engineering from San Diego State. Jim also served as a San Marcos Chamber of Commerce board member. He's been a resident of San Marcos since 1992. Great year, year I was born. Does that make you feel old, Jim? Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jim was active in the community, serving as the first parent-teacher president of Twin Oaks Elementary School, and he remains involved as a member of the San Marcos Kiwanis Club, also serves as a board member of the San Diego and Imperial County Boy Scouts of America. Jim and his wife, Carrie, of 32 years, reside in North County. So, Jim, you've been, you know, thank you so much for being here today. First of all, I know we've been trying to get you on the show for a while now. So I feel like we finally, we caught you. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. And yeah, it's, it's been busy at the county lately here. Hey, Jim, uh, I also want to mention Jim's a uh, go-to uh, a Republican, uh, some, somebody who, who has a, a support of the a party and the platform very well. And also right now, like I said, a local celebrity in that he is out there on the front lines, uh, giving. Is it is it daily reports now, Jim? I I, I know well, at one point it, it was used like, to be. I call it a daily report, but it's every other day now. Uh, is what we we primarily do. We try to keep. And if there's a, if it's if we need to, we'll do it more often. But right now, it's every other day. Okay. And what's typically happening with the board right now? You know, is it is it you and Nathan Fletcher doing it, or has there been a decision, or or does each? Uh, I guess we have five board members. Is that right? Five board. Yeah. And and so, how do you guys uh, divvy that up right now? Is it is it you know you're you're all doing it individually through your own areas, your own cities, or or well, what do you it, typically do? It right now. Um, uh, <laughs> Well, the, the, we, the Board of Supervisors, we named a task force. It, the task force for the COVID virus is uh, basically um, uh, Supervisor Fletcher and uh, Supervisor Cox. Supervisor Cox is the chair. And um, I guess, unfortunately, from, uh, from my point of view, uh, I didn't realize the task force there would be the uh, entire communications panel for the entire board. Uh, I was a little bit, um, um, I, I wasn't too happy finding that out, but apparently that's the way the county does it. So, you know, I, I, did, I thought a task force worked for the board, not uh, represents the board. So that's where it is. And so basically, you know, I've been trying to, uh, you know, for North County, unfortunately, North County, uh, you know, the, the, you, you, um, you know, named off all the cities and the areas that I, I represent. We don't always feel the love uh, when decisions are made either countywide or, you know, mostly a lot of stuff and the, a lot of the attention goes to the city of San Diego. So, um what I did up in North County is we, you know, I started a, a website um, uh, about a week or two San ago. Sandiegobacktowork.com? 
backtowork.com or San Diego backtowork.com. Yeah. And we solicited uh, information from businesses to, and asking them what are, you know, what are the precautions they can take that they're willing to do in order to start to get opened up again. And, um, from that uh, website, we got a lot of input from businesses, and then we asked them actually to send us their plans and and take pledges of saying, you know, we're going to wear masks, we're going to wear gloves, we're going to do, do wash our hands, we're going to keep our social distancing, we're going to, you know, you do our business differently, you know, the new norm with you know keeping safe and and fighting the you know fighting the virus, you know, following all the directives, but starting to open their businesses. So. I had proposed at the Board of Supervisors uh, last meeting last week uh, that was that we be ready. We have a plan in place to open up a certain sector of businesses. And I named uh, I named gyms, I named salons, um, uh, restaurants and large warehouse type stores. And I, all I asked for was a plan to be ready May 1st. And the reason I picked May 1st is because the county told everybody, hey, let's hunker down the month of May. Let's let's. Uh, uh, you know, I'm sorry, the month of April. Let's hunker down all of April. We'll double down on our efforts. We'll see if we can get our numbers to start coming down and our ratios. And we did. And so since actually uh, April 6th, our numbers have been coming down. Our ratio uh, between those tested and those that test positive is it, it, it used to be about seven and a half percent, seven percent. Now we're about six point seven percent. So we, we're getting it down. So I thought, OK, let's be ready then at the end of April where we'd make this big effort to open up businesses May 1st. And so I picked a handful, so we phase them in. And unfortunately, I didn't get three votes on that, but uh, Supervisor uh, uh, Gaspar and myself uh, voted yes to, to uh, try to get some businesses open, but uh, unfortunately, that uh, that motion failed. Well, can you talk with us a little bit about, you know, just, you know, it seems, you know, in, in America, we have so many, you know, jurisdictions. I mean, we have federal, we have state, we have county, we have city, we have local. You know, and 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 during times of a crisis, you sort of see this disparity. But but can can you maybe talk a little bit about you know some of the pros and cons, I guess, of of this system right now? You know, uh, so can you well, let me know? Yeah, the system. I mean, it, it, you know, federal law uh, trumps <laughs> other, other you know the other laws. So it's the, the kind of the hierarchy is federal law, state law county and and city so uh you know if the state comes out with a law and, and what they did they came out with the um i don't know if it was a law or not but it was kind of the edict of here's what business here's what here's what the list of essential businesses are and only essential businesses can be open so the state really regulates what businesses are essential okay so we do have some authority down here at the county on some of on some of the like recreational activities beaches and and uh, parks and things like that is under the county's jurisdiction but you know if we have to you know, as far as who can open and who can't is really right now decided by the state so even if the board of supervisors all said we want to open up restaurants on May 1st technically we really don't have the authority to do it which is why I asked for a plan to be in place so just in case the you know the governor says, hey, now we can start opening up these types of businesses that we were ready to do that. Um, and like I said, unfortunately, even a plan got shot down. Um, so that's kind of how the hierarchy of this works. Most of the, um, you know, directives come from the state and then we, the county, convey those. Um, you know, the masks, actually, that's, you know, for May 1st, that's actually a county uh, mandate, not necessarily a state one. 
so that's kind of how the pecking order goes for the for the essential versus non-essential businesses, and then who has jurisdiction over what. Sure. Eric, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, so I know I've, I've kind of been reading across both sides of the political spectrum, you know, what Republicans have been saying about wanting to reopen, what Democrats have been saying, and kind of what people in general, and, and I feel like the general consensus is that there are actually people on both sides who are very eager to get things open. Um, I think there seems to be a lot of um, sort of discord and disagreement regarding what's considered an essential small business. And so in terms of what can be, you know, sanitized and, and where people can keep their distance. And I think one of the ones I have a question about, and I'm curious your opinion, I know you mentioned gyms. Yeah. Um, in my experience, just going to gyms and stuff, they're kind of a cesspool and breeding ground for just, you know, sweat and bacteria and germs. Um, what did, I'm, sh- I'm assuming you had some gym owners, you know, write in, what kind of protocols were we looking at to kind of make well- I'll have to tell you, Harry, that was a good call on your part. I've kind of backed off the gyms uh, at this point in time. Uh, And and because of that and and the germs and spreading, what I was really, you know, the reason I I named gyms is, you know, so people can, you know, uh, I'm putting on a few pounds here with uh, uh, here lately. 15 is what they're calling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but you're right. So, but the salons or restaurants and the large big box stores, I think are more appropriate. And, and, but even the gym said, you know, they'd only let in so many people at a time, they'd clean the machines and disinfect them every hour or whatever the case may be. Or after everybody used them, they'd have a lot more protocols for that. But everybody, you know, some of the businesses like the salons. salons are actually, you know, you're a little bit close to somebody, especially if they're cutting your hair, doing your nails. Talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. So if they're wearing masks, okay. If they're do, wearing gloves, even better. If they're using every other chair, even better. And then if they have, and then one, one of them sent in and said, hey, well, how about instead of having people waiting in our reception area, we're going to um, uh, have them, you know, wait in their car and they'll yeah. text them when they get here. And then we'll text them to come on in and we'll only allow, you know, whatever. If they have 12 chairs, they'll only let six people in at a time. Something to that effect. So, Everybody, and, and what I'm with this effort, um, I'm not trying to undermine or usurp any of the health directives. All of those should be in place. That's fine. If that's what the, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a health professional, we should follow their advice. But what I'm trying to do is, is instead of you know, only essential businesses, how about we move from essential to safe? Yeah. You know, if you can get a thousand people through a Vons, or through a Costco, or, or yeah. a day, why can't we get 50 people safely through a, a car dealership? Or why can't we get, you know, 100 people safely through a, a large furniture store? So I just want to apply the same principles that have been working in these essential businesses to some non-essential businesses and phase it in so that over time, so we make sure, you know, that we're, we don't have a, you know, a surge or anything like that. But I'm so... I, my message is we keep the health directives and we open some some businesses to get the economy going because right now 20%, 20% of San Diego County is unemployed. 20% of San Diego County has, has applied for uh, unemployment insurance. That's like the Great Depression. Right? It's huge. Man. Yeah. Oh, no, of course. And I, honestly, I think you have the most common sense approach that I've probably heard from 
you know, a lot of, a lot of people. And I'm saying that as a liberal dem as my dad, you know, he said, he almost says it like it's a dirty word, but, no, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I do agree. And I think I've actually changed my tune quite a bit on that because, you know, we do see people lining up at Vons and, and Target and stuff six feet apart. And I, I, yeah, I think where I tend to disagree is when people are saying, oh, well, it's evident that, you know, social distancing is unnecessary. And I actually, I'm pretty active in both Republican and Democratic uh, online Facebook groups. And I kind of like to pull questions from both sides and what I see. And uh, one of the ones I came across today was somebody saying that social distancing and wearing masks, masks is actually hurting us from being exposed to the virus and getting herd immunity. And if we don't do so by summer, we're all going to be getting it for the next two to three years. So I think a lot of people don't have a really good grasp on just the science behind this. And in and, and your opinion, I know my dad and I disagree on this a little bit as to our source for, for news, in a sense, and, and what's factual and what we can trust. But who do you think are the people that we can really look to and trust during this time for the most up-to-date, accurate um, coronavirus news? Besides yourself, of course. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if there's... It sure would be nice if we knew there was one accurate, one unbiased news source out there, but I don't, I have yet to find it. So Harriet, I can't really, you no, know. No, worries. I'm just curious, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, we're, we have county professionals, county doctors that, that, you know, I don't agree with everything they do, but I'm not a doctor, so I'm not trying to be one. I'm just trying to apply economic principles and health principles and say we can do them both. We can do them both and we can, we can get this economy going again because- it, it, this it's it's really hard. We actually at our last board meeting, we also had a lot of people. There's, you're gonna have a lot more people on food stamps. You're gonna have a lot more people going to the going to the uh, food banks. You're gonna have a lot more people, you know, needing services, needing needing money, needing assistance. And quite frankly, the money coming into the county is drying up, just like it's other people's paychecks are drying up. You know, we we're getting less and less dollars because there's less and less commerce out there. So we're kind of in the you know, a, 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 a death spiral almost to where or their economy is going bad and people need more resources and more dollars. It's But so we're not we need to, I think, you know, in a practical, common sense way, start digging our way out of this this economic dive that we're in mm-hmm. and and start to recover. And and we can you know, we don't we can phase in businesses and wait, you know, phase in a group of businesses, wait a week or two, look what the numbers are, then phase in the next in case we have a, get a spike. We don't we, you know, we're not so far out on a limb we can't retreat. So what um, do you what do you do, Jim? I, I guess a question I have and, and look I'm you know, I'm one of those and Harrod's a little bit like this, you know. I'm in my house, you know, I'm up in Rancho Santa Fe, so, you know, I'm away from people. My dad lives with her sister, or my sister, his daughter, who is uh, really immunocompromised. So, obviously, I know, Dad, you've been taking, you know, the quarantine and self-isolation extremely seriously. Yeah, but but I guess the question is, what do you do, you know, what's the point if, if, you know, when we go back, you know, how do you gauge that then to determine if you need to shut somebody down again? Is there, I, I mean, is there. Maybe things like it, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, well, is it just a wait and see type of attitude? Is that, is that what the standard is going to be or. Well, I mean, we've been tracking, we've got a lot of data um, of, you know, how many people have tested positive and what the, what the trends are. So, I mean, if the trend starts, you know, going the other way, you know, there's going to be some blips. There's going to be something, but you take a two week period of time and you kind of judge, 
you know, should you wait, start opening in more businesses or wait another week? You know, and, and, and uh, it's, um, it, I mean, there's no real way to, you know, complete, do this completely right. I mean, but you got to be willing to take some risk. Otherwise, people would never, you know, never sure, leave the house. in a bubble probably. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you, you got to grab yeah. yourself a bubble wrap every time yeah. you leave the house. So you, you, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some parameters. Like we, you know, we wanted to start to see that, you know, flatten the curve. We've heard that sure. flatten the curve. Well, sure. we've flattened the curves and now the goalposts have moved. You know, now, you know, the governor's come out with these new four different stages he wants to be in. We're in stage one, which is essential and, and keeping the essential businesses healthy. But then he's got the next stage he says we're going to go to, which is going to have a few, you know, easy business or, you know, less impactful businesses open. But he didn't give any criteria for what, what it takes to get out of straight stage one into stage two. He's just naming the stages at this point. But there's no criteria. So unfortunately, you know, it seems to somebody who's like, okay, we, we hunkered down. We got the numbers down. Now we're ready to open up. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. Here comes, a new, here comes another, you know, uh, moving the goalposts a little bit further. A lot of people say there should be tests for everybody, you know, before we move forward. Well, you know, I think testing would, you know, more testing, the better. That's fine. But we're already right now, we're only testing the people that have symptoms. We're only testing those that have symptoms. And out of that, only 6.7% of those with the symptoms are testing positive. So if you want to do more and more tests, so, okay, so then what's your new normal? You want to get it down to, to what? I mean, 6.7% is pretty, pretty minor. And that's just, they have the, they just have it. And then we've also got, I think it's over, we're about 3,000 or 3,100 people that have gotten it in San Diego County. What they don't tell you is that over half of those people have gone through the 14-day isolation period. So, you know, we've got, all they tell you is how many have tested positive, not how many have gone through the isolation. They tell you how many people have been, got, have been admitted to a hospital, not how many people have been released. So, we're, you know, I'm trying to get the full, the bigger picture on, on things and, but again, I'm, I just, you know, my focus is really on getting some businesses open, crack that door, get the get the economy going, and do it in a safe manner that that adheres to the uh, to the, all the health uh, um, edicts. For sure. I mean, one of the other questions I had too, and I know obviously there's a lot of conspiracies going on about you know the real purpose of the lockdown. You hear a lot of stuff about the deep state and other Whoa. alternative plans, and Bill Gates trying to you know, chip us all for, for tracking and all this kind of stuff. But, um, one of the, the things people are talking about right now what, is how what websites are you going to? You- I'm telling you, she's going to radicalwebsites.com. <laughs> yeah. Where are you hearing this stuff? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just, I, you know, I'm active in a lot of different Facebook groups like the San Diego young Republicans, San Diego young Democrats. Um, and you, you'd be surprised some stuff people throw out, you know, um, okay, I would be okay. Yeah. 5G is the cause of all of this and all that kind of stuff. But one thing people have been talking about is, you know, Bill Gates pretty much has been very vocal and, and talking about that we won't really feel safe to have things like mass gatherings, graduations, concerts, any of that kind of stuff until a vaccine has been created. What's kind of your opinion on that? When do you feel like the public and maybe just San Diego will feel safe being able to do things like the San Diego County Fair or group gatherings? In your opinion, is there is it necessary to have a vaccine? Well, I don't know if, there, if it, I'm not a doctor, but yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of agree with, with, uh, what Mr. Gates had said, you know, 
you, large gathering and concerts and parades and, and things like that, where you get mobs of people together, even the fair and, and stuff like that, they're going to, I would bet that doesn't even, none of those happen this year, uh, you know, until, or until we get a vaccine and until we get, um, you know, some level of consumer confidence or, com- you know, people, you know, willing to go out and do those kind of things. So, you know, I, I think we can, you know, unfortunately there's going to, the world is the new, the new normal is going to be different than it was before. And probably those mass gatherings, potentially a, the vaccine or some, it would be necessary or some sort of, uh, um, you know, I guess the vaccine's the best word for it. Jim, I'll tell you what, we're, we're sort of nearing down our 5.30, time for, for you here. It, you know, maybe just maybe some last words from you, any, any advice to, to the public here and, and to maybe, maybe the public and other governmental leaders here right now, you, you've been putting it on the line for, for us and we salute you and we thank you for your service here, but any last well, words here? Well, I, you know, I don't want to just keep repeating myself, but, but, um, we, we can do this safely. I mean, our, our, the American businesses and the entrepreneurs, you know, they're the backbone of our country and these small businesses are, are the backbone of our country. And, We've, you know, unfortunately, the ones that have been most affected by this are the, are the poorer people, are the people that work in the service sectors that, you know, work in an hourly wage, you know, not getting very much and maybe minimum wage. But, you know, people are working at the restaurants, people work in the hotels, people working, you know, in, in some, of, some of these uh, hospitality type jobs that don't pay a lot. And they're the ones that are hurting the most. And I would like to see, you know, the economy getting back, on, you know, started up as, as soon as possible. Um, and, and get that moving. And I think we can do it safely. We've already proven we can do it safely with the essential businesses. I just want to get the, some of the non-essential businesses to have that same opportunity to use those same tools that have kept us safe with the essential businesses and apply it to their businesses. We do it in a phased-in approach, do it gradually. We keep track of the numbers. And that's really what I'm kind of looking looking for is a practical, common sense approach to move forward, and and to you know for the county to, to in, embrace that, still following all the health health rules and the and that are put out there, and the distancing and everything else. And I think that's you know kind of a smart way to go about uh, getting this getting the you know country moving forward and getting paychecks back into the twenty percent twenty percent of the people that are unemployed. This is um, so I want to move from essential. To safe, get you know, keep get the economy going and uh, making America great again, Harriet. <laughs> awesome. No, I I was gonna say, and and one last thing, I think, just pivoting off of that, I know we have like a minute with you, sure. but when people say making America great again, I'm curious. I was talking about my husband with this last night again. What are we? What are we truly implying? Are we implying that we want to get back to an ideal that used to be a part of this country, or are we implying that you know? Like we we were great before we lost it and we can get back to that. What what is the kind of take of that? Because I actually was trying to really just figure this out last night a little bit. Harriet, you go you go deep. To me, it's a campaign campaign (laughs) slogan that's deep. That it's campaign slogan that works. So (laughs) that's as far as I. I'm, I'm, no, yeah. no <laughs> I appreciate it. Okay, I appreciate the honesty. Um, thank you so much for being here. I know, I know you got to run, but um, Jim, you, thank you. Really appreciate it, my friend. Right, thank you for, Thanks for all you do for us. Be happy to do it again later date when things are uh, running smoother and businesses are open. Yeah.